another fantastic edition of the official 615 podcast brought to you by our good friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. We're so proud that they are partners with us here at the official 615 podcast. Greg Pogue, we're back again for another week, man. Yeah, once again, as always, thanks to Omni Nashville Hotel, Music City, Todd Rotomel, the great staff here. We got the biscuits. We got the iced tea. Unsweetened iced tea <laughs> or sweetened tea, whichever one you like. But yeah, always uh, good to be back down here. And um, we're about a half year into this thing, right? It's been a lot of fun. And one of the reasons we did this, we wanted to get people on the podcast who are making an impact in Nashville and Middle Tennessee in a positive way, in an amazing way, and in a unique way. And our guest today is doing that. James Crumlin, I've known you for about 10 years or so. James, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. What a wonderful treat down here at downtown Nashville at the Omni. I would go through your bio, but it's only a 30-minute show. So what is this well, I, I printed it off. Uh, you now own, it, own me HP 61 ink, okay, because I ran out of ink printing it out. Oh, I love it. Y'all are way too kind. Way uh, too kind. Uh, attorney, award-winning attorney, uh, Iron Man. I mean, all these things that you're doing, when do you sleep? Man, I tell you, I sleep when I can. You know, I, I truly, my, my goal is to, to just try to be as as busy as possible uh, to give back to the community, whether it's through various philanthropic activities, whether it's the Capital Steps Workout or or doing things, community service on boards or being a lawyer. You know, I, I kind of juggle all the hats, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the balls in the air. <laughs> uh, let's start with Capital Steps Workout. Sure. That uh, has, uh, first of all, we're going to go through the whole, st- how it all started and everything, but I got to, <laughs> I see the pictures and it's all these hundreds of people show up and oh, are man. doing this. How man. did you start this? Man, I'm so humbled and blessed to to lead such a wonderful group of people. Uh, the way we got started is really interesting. So my mother passed in 2003 and so, I'm sorry, two. 2002. So in 2003, I said, hey, look, I'm going to run the Country Music Half Marathon, as it was called then, in her honor. So I ran that every year all the way up until 2012. A friend of mine said, hey, look, <laughs> you're not really training the way you should. Come run these Capital Steps with me. And so she and I ran the Capital Steps and uh, we did that. And uh, I ran my fastest time up until that point, at that point. And afterwards, three of my friends were like, hey, we want to do what you did because I lost a bunch of weight, you know, felt better, just felt overall healthier. And then, you know, third Saturday, thir- sorry, third Thursday in May, um, we got together, the four of us, and we started the Capital Steps. And then we said, hey, Thursday was great. What other day we want to come? Yeah. <laughs> Man, let's come back on Monday. So yeah. the next thing you know, <laughs> we started this email and it just started a grassroots thing. And now... In the summers, we'll have well over 100 people yeah. every Monday and Thursday. And it's a free workout, free, totally free. And then in the winters, we'll have anywhere from 20 to 50 people. I've seen the testimonials from yeah. people that do this. And, and that's like in a good restaurant, a good business, word of mouth is the key. And mm. James, and, and reading these people's testimonies, I mean, it is, it's moving. Man, it's, it's very moving. I could tell you literally hundreds of testimonials that people have shared with me, but I'm happy to share like one or two. So they're here. So one of my favorites is, so I had a, um, a, a young lady she used to always come to the workouts, right? And so one day, I used to allow people to give announcements at the beginning of the workouts. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> We'd be there all day. Wouldn't do any working out. Right. But, but I, I you know, said, hey, does anybody have any, any announcements? It's probably year two. She said, yeah, I have an announcement. I said, okay. 
what's your announcement? She said, today's my birthday. So we we're all cheering. We we're like, yay, happy birthday. This, this. She said, no, today is actually a different kind of birthday. It's my two-year anniversary of being cancer-free. Oh, wow. And I wanted to share that with you guys. So there was not a dry eye. We're yeah. listening to her story. And it's like, today's workout is as follows. And I'm trying to get through the workout. It's, it was just great. And then an, another um, testimonial is, so I had a um, <clears throat> a friend, you know, she used to always come to the workouts, you know, and one one weekend, unfortunately, she's probably in her 60s. One weekend, unfortunately, she had a heart attack. She went to the doctor. She survived the heart attack, full recovery, clean bill of health. Her doctor says, hey, what have you been doing? Your heart is really strong. She says, well, my son, my nephew, they've been dragging me to these workouts every Monday and Thursday. The doctor says, wait, if you weren't going to those workouts, Ooh, wow. you would have checked out of here. Your heart is really strong. Oh I mean, it's just stuff like that. It's mind blowing. You know, I didn't I didn't get into the marriage counseling business. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you don't have enough but, room on your right, resume. I don't have enough that. room, but I have some stories <laughs> yeah. where people have come up to me and said, you know, you have saved my marriage. Wow. We tried, you know, we tried counseling. Too bad you didn't know Joe earlier. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Right. Right. You should have come out to the steps with me, Joe. Yes. But they say, hey, look, you know. Um, this, this, this husband, he said, you know, my wife started dragging me out here. We used to get it at each other's throats all the time. We were always arguing. We went on trips. We went to counseling. Nothing worked to relieve the stress, but we started coming out here. And now we don't have these issues anymore because we found an outlet for that stress. Tell no. people how to get involved. If, so, if yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Let's so move we, this forward. How, yeah. how, how they get sure. involved. So what we do is you can just come down to the Capitol. Every Monday and Thursday, we meet down at the, at the steps at the Capitol, uh, 6 p.m. Just show up. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at James Crumlin, or my, you can shoot me an email, jcrumlin at spencerfain.com. I'll add you to, to the email list, and you can just come on. A lot to get to you with this. Certainly, Spencer Fain, your attorney, the the firm you're yes, with, yes. everything you're doing. Oh, by the way, you talk about. I'm looking. I'm looking at his bio right now. <laughs> you talk about community involvement. There's 31 bullet points. <laughs> our, I did not our realize that. Involvement is just driving <laughs> oh through my town. God. <laughs> Seriously, there's 31 bullet points. Oh my God! On your resume of compute, and then the memberships. Yes, sir. I hope you don't have to pay a fee for every one of those. <laughs> but uh, the but we'll get to that in a minute. Sure. Triathlete runner. Eight Ironmans, yes. triathlons, seven yes. Ironman, 70.3 triathlons, four marathons, 20 half marathons, 1,981 miles. I can't drive that far. I can't, right. You cannot put me in a car and I can't drive that far. Where did that come from? Is that something that's always been there? Or, no. Uh, what? No. So it kind of, it kind of, uh, kind of was born out of the the running aspect with the Capital Stuff's workout. I started running, then had a friend of mine. He bet me as to who could run the faster half marathon, Daryl Freeman. And so Daryl and I, we um, we made a bet. I won the half. We ran it back again. I won the full. Then he said, hey, look, 
Um, you know, that little marathon that we did in April, me and my friend here, we did that after a, a 1.2 mile swim, a hundred, I'm sorry, 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike. And, a, and he's like, cause we're real men, we're Ironman. So right. we would all this banter back and forth. So that's kind of how I got involved in that. Well, you, so the Ironman, all right. So I've seen, you've been around the globe. Have you not run in the Ironman? I have. Yes. So I've been to France. Uh, I've done Ironman France. I've, I've done... Um, Ironman Chattanooga, I've done Ironman Texas, Ironman Louisville, um, I've done a 70.3, which is a half Ironman in Dubai, I've done it. That's in, the one, yes, I remember, yes. yes. Dubai, what was that Dubai, like? Oh my well, you gosh. know, we have Percy Dubai Priest Lake beautiful. right here, I didn't know. <laughs> you, know you know what, I swim in Percy <laughs> Priest okay, Lake right. to train. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great, that's great. Yeah, so Dubai was beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's probably the, the most beautiful country and place that I've I've been to around the world. What was the climate there for that uh, <laughs> Ironman? It, it wasn't hot. We went in February. So the race was actually February 1st of 2019, I believe. And it was 80 degrees. So, <laughs> so it wasn't hot. It was their winter. So it was great. <laughs> How do you train others to do that? I mean, if you, if you got doing sure. that and you've got mm -hmm. to train yourself and others, how yep. do you do that? Man, um, I go on a platform. There's an online platform that I use and... Um, I input their workouts and everybody gets their own tailored workout and I kind of follow them and what they're doing. And we just have these one-on-one -on -one conversations. I meet you at the pool to make sure you could swim and we go on bike rides. <laughs> Swimming is very important. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You know, some people say, yeah, I can swim. You know, I can swim to save my life. You know, I can, you know, Sure. And but then when you put them in the pool, it's like, aha, uh -huh, you can't they show up with water, they show up with water wings. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Uh, from Louisville. Sure. Louisville, Kentucky, born and raised. Well, all right, here we go. Yes. I'm a Kentucky boy. Where'd you go to high school? I went to uh, DuPont Manual High School. Ah, DuPont Manual. Yes. Oh, that's, and, that's and an the, old high school. Oh, yeah. Manual High School. Yeah. yeah. Manual. And I also went to the Youth Performing Arts School. I played, okay. I played the saxophone. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Influences? <laughs> uh, uh, John Coltrane? John Coltrane. Uh -huh. I mean, doesn't get any Cannibal better. Cannibal Adderley? Yeah, doesn't How get How deep do you want to go? Yeah, yeah we can go for days. Yeah, oh, yeah, that. we could on that one. <laughs> uh, we can go West Coast, uh, East Coast. <laughs> sure. Stan Getz. Yeah. All right, yep. enough, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you still play? Um, I haven't played since law school, so no. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, but I think I can still busy. play. I'm yeah. busy. busy. All right, so why Vanderbilt? Oh, man. So <laughs> to be quite honest, Venable gave me the most money. Um, <laughs> I went there for an academic scholarship and uh, they gave me a, almost uh, with the financial aid and the academic piece. It was a full ride. I was, nice. It was free. Nice. So, so my mother's and you've taken the advantage. Yeah. yeah my serious? mother said, you know, you've applied to these other schools and nothing has been a full ride. So we're going to go with free. <laughs> so, so that's how that And happened. Vanderbilt's not cheap. Vanderbilt yeah, is not yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was $20,000 back then. I think it's like 80 now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So you go to Vanderbilt, you graduate and then yep. law school. Would you always be a lawyer? Did I you? did. Okay. I always wanted to be a lawyer. My father was a lawyer in Louisville. He, <clears throat> he filed a lawsuit to uh, desegregate the university of Kentucky with uh, Lyman T. Johnson Wow. Um, he um, was co-counsel with Thurgood Marshall, the late Justice wow. Thurgood Marshall. So, I mean, yeah, so it was born into me. My mother was a school teacher. So, I mean, when I got out of school, 
I had school at home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I had no choice. I had no choice. Uh, all right. So you go into, uh, and I find this fascinating because it's not like everybody's going to go into labor law. Sure. And you've been doing, why labor law? Well, I had a really good professor in law school, the late uh, Robert Belton. He did a lot of employment discrimination work and so civil rights work. And next thing you know, I took a couple classes from him and fell in love with it. It's just to me, I just I could not wrap my mind around labor law because I mean you got to know oh yeah all this and I see the union non union stuff everything yeah. goes on I mean union non union stuff but then you also have your uh, discrimination cases which you know it's a soap opera I mean you could have anywhere from you know sexual harassment to racial discrimination what have you this the fact pattern is always different even if it's the same type of case it's a moving target it's too a moving right target yes yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I, I just think, all right, so you do this and you, you go out. How, when you leave law school, okay. did you clerked? I mean, how does this whole world yeah, work? Yeah, so, so when I left law school, I clerked for um, Judge Haynes. He was a magistrate judge here, um, uh, mm-hmm. Judge William Haynes, Jr., at, over here at the federal courthouse. Clerked for him for a year. Then I left there, went to work uh, for a law firm here in town where I was there for five years, did labor and employment and litigation work, and then... Went, went from there to Bone McAllison Norton, was there for 19 years, still did labor and employment, litigation, but also corporate and outside general counsel stuff where I review contracts and serve as outside general counsel for a bunch of companies. Good Lord. <laughs> no. And then we merged in, uh, we, we joined a, a national law firm in, on October 1st of 2021 called Spencer Fain. And so our whole office is now the national office for Spencer Fain. And that's, again, how, how did... You find time to cut out to do a uh, this. 31 different bullet points over here uh, with community involvement. Yeah. Man, it's just a passion, man. I love giving back to the community. I mean, it, there's nothing like there's so many people that influenced me along the along the way that that is the very least I could do. The very least I could do, whether it's a free community workout on the steps or whether it's service on a nonprofit board that, that kind of falls into something that I love to do, you know, whether it's the arts children, something along those lines, you're always going to hook me in, on your board if, it's, if it has to do with arts and kids. You know, I've been a part of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, currently serving on the Boys and Girls Club board, you know, what have you. I've been... Do me read them for No, you? no, no. I don't yeah. need you to read them. Don't read them. Yeah. <laughs> you may have forgotten about one or two of them. I don't know. Uh, James Crumlin is our guest, the official 615 uh, podcast. And part of it, though, and I was reading your bio there, it's at Spencer Fain, F-A-N-E, SpencerFain.com, yes. uh, and James Crumlin, C-R-U-M-L-I-N, and... The, the area of entertainment and media law, representing yeah. artists, songwriters, authors, managers, producers, and production ownership, all the different things in the creative world, sure. TV anchors, reporters, <laughs> and contract, and you're in sort of the epicenter of all of those things here in Nashville, right? Yes, yes. I've been very fortunate uh, over the years to have to have represented, you know, some artists that are some up and coming artists that are are looking for that very big break, right? They're looking to to get that that TV deal, that that music contract, or what have you. I've also represented some 
TV personalities, TV anchors, you know, who are renewing, All right, disclaimer renewing their contract. Is he represented He's you. Not. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> get a, let's get a disclaimer out there. I'm not representing yeah, Joe he, yet. He, he doesn't take on lost causes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is not a lost cause. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, Joe would be one of my favorite clients because oh. he's always having a different gig. You know, you like those repeat clients. <laughs> we're, we're, Joe and I are in a race to see who has the most jobs. Yeah, okay, okay. So we're not dubbing you the official lawyer of the 615 podcast. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'll take what, that. What do you need, Joe? <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> oh, we got it through. Uh, you're listening to the official 615 podcast brought to you by our good friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Now, I was researching uh, last night that you uh, a big deal. Explain this S3 Recycling Solutions Board that you were named to. That's a big deal, but I don't understand it. Should I understand it? Well, I, yes, you should. I mean, S3 Recycling, they, we do a lot of really good things in the community where we recycle. We come and we get your, your old computer equipment. We'll come and pick that up. You know, we have a van that can actually come and get that. Uh, Rod McDaniel. And he can, can come and he's the CEO of the company and Dale Freeman is the owner. And he, you know, we can make that happen. Yeah, well, you know, that's great because I, there's computers laying around offices <laughs> yeah. by the tens of thousands oh. just sitting there. I well, got like five in my house. <laughs> sure. My hey, I need your number. Yeah. <laughs> Rod, if you're listening, we got some business for <laughs> <going> you. <on. laughs> uh, so with, with doing all that, is it a chance to be recycling? And, and I don't know after that, I would not know what to do with any of that stuff. Yeah, you just give it to us. We'll figure it out. Wow. We got you. So this is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely a big deal. They've, you know, the the company is fast growing. I mean, it's it's one of those companies that I'm very harp, happy and humbled to be a part of. And, you know, the 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 way that we started was just so small and now it's just grown and we're working all over the country, all over the region picking up things and picking up old you know, computer equipment, TVs, what have you, and, and recycling. It's great. As I go back to what Greg was reading, how do you, again, how do you have the time? <laughs> You're adding this now to your resume. Well, I, I don't really sleep a lot. Right. So, <laughs> but when I do sleep, I sleep. It's usually a weekend a month that I just crash. So and that is amazing. All right. This weekend, we'll get back. We're circling all around the place today. Sure. Right, this weekend's the, the, the marathon. How, yes. Are you running? I am not running, but I have. Uh, ah, we up. I know, right? Man. I know. I know. Terrible. I have several um, several athletes that are that are doing the, the marathon that, uh, this weekend, as well as the Murfreesboro um, Triathlon this on Sunday. Oh, it's this Sunday, yeah. huh? This All Sunday. right, so I, I've run. I'm running Saturday. It'll be my 16th one. Oh, good. I just ran in New Orleans and DC, and I tell people, James, like, oh, I can't do one. I can't run, and I'm like, look at me. If I could do, you could do it. And I tell people, something happens to you when you cross that finish line oh. that I can't explain, oh. but you will understand when you cross that finish line. Yeah, so it's it's an amazing thing what happens when you cross a finish line. A sense of accomplishment, especially if you thought that you couldn't do it. Right. And you work so hard, you work so hard. It's that mental toughness, because you're gonna experience something during that race that you only experienced if you had been practicing. If you've been doing your your runs or your walks or what have you, and it's just oh very overwhelming. It said run sense of euphoria. Ooh, it's it's a runner's high. It's a runner's high. Absolutely, it's what it's called. The uh, in in the morphin is endorphins. What it, endorphins, it's, it's, yeah, it's that are released. Morphins, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I will say this, Joe. When you when you do the uh, the marathon this weekend, make sure when you're running through the gulch, 
and you get past the Lululemon yes. store, you wave and say hello, because that's where I'll be. Okay. I, I'm an ambassador for Lululemon. I'm one of the local stores. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Good plug. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He'll be Shout in out the, to the Hill Center store. In, he'll be in that biscuit place <laughs> over there, right? <laughs> yes, what, yes. What are you giving out? Uh, champagne? What, Not, giving what, out? what do you want? I'll be there with champagne if you want uh, it. Modelo's pretty good. <laughs> Kirk, can you help us out there? A little Modelo for the right, right, right. Thank you to the Gulf's location for hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all those in. Hey, you're getting in plugs. Let me get a That's couple right. of too. <laughs> uh, is there one race that, you, that you've done where you wanted to quit? That you said, oh, I can't do it, and you and you made it, and you're like, I'm so Or glad maybe halfway through a podcast. Either one of those, right? right? <laughs> no, no. You know, I tell you what, <laughs> France, Ironman France was so hard because we had not prepared. Um, the, me and the three, three other guys that we did that race back in 2015, the first time, we had no idea that there was 10,000 feet of climbing on the bike. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was almost like doing a uh, Tour de France um, bike course. I mean, it was there's some part where it's eight to twelve percent grade, and you're just going up for an hour, and it's just brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, that was one of the races that I the first time I didn't finish it. You know, in 2018 I, or 19, I went back and I finished it. Ooh. I wanted to make that race know my name. <laughs> you get pissed off? Oh, I got mad. I got really mad because, you know, you, you train so hard and it was my first one. So I had to learn how to swim. I had no idea how to swim. And so I signed so up. So you never knew how to swim? No. Before? Real? Absolutely not. Well, growing up in Louisville, they just no. stuck that at Cherokee Park. Don't you just throw you in the pool? <laughs> no, they don't throw us in the park. And we <laughs> and, and we definitely don't want to be thrown in the Ohio River. <laughs> <laughs> but I did swim in that, which was kind of ironic. But, uh, but yeah, I didn't know how to swim. I had five months to figure it out. But I signed up for a race and didn't know how to swim. How did you, did you go to Percy Priest? No, so <laughs> I'm learning from you, Joe. Another shout out, another plug to Ashley Whitney over at NAC. But Ashley Whitney, um, gold medalist, she taught me how to swim. Really? Absolutely. Were you, and I was over there five days a week in the pool. And, <laughs> and she has the patience of Joe. <laughs> she must. So the, the first day you go into the pool, I mean, are you scared to death? Oh, yeah. First day I couldn't even open my my gear. We I was so nervous that we just sat and talked. I didn't get in, in the water until the next week. So you sign up <laughs> for a triathlon. No, no. Full Ironman. Full Ironman. Yes. Not knowing how to swim. Absolutely. Ah. Uh. That's a boss. See, I was move. joking about those water <laughs> wings earlier, remember? <laughs> That's a boss move. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, yes. I've been called worse, but yes. Little, little, little nuts on that one. <laughs> but is it good to be crazy for this? I yeah. mean, I think so. Yeah. But yeah. when you're out there, there's no, you, you just can't like sort of <laughs> no. get to the side of the pool, <laughs> no. you know? No, there no one's no, there to fit, pull no, you out. Look, there, was, there were no pool walls in the yeah. Mediterranean uh, yeah. Sea. <laughs> <laughs> How long of a swim was that in the Mediterranean? Uh, 2.4 miles. So could you still see the shore? Or did you get out far enough where you couldn't see? Oh, we got out far enough. Two point four yeah. miles. Yeah. In so we five swam. months. Yeah, in five months. Yeah. But the first time I got into uh, <laughs> open water, I'd never forget that. First time I got into open water was the Sunday after the country music uh, half marathon that year. So that was six weeks before the race. Ah, first Lord. time in open water. Oh, I was terrified. But hey. 
It was good. I got through it. <laughs> uh, what, so, so what's what's your next goal? I mean, are you running another Ironman? Or um, yeah. So I have a couple of buddies uh, uh, that I that I do them with, and and so we just have to figure out when we're going to do them next. So, so let me ask. So yeah. when I did my first marathon, somebody came up to me and said, "Here's advice for you: just run." Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make. Now I'm thinking, <laughs> but it makes sense. Just yeah, run. Just run. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. If you have to walk, walk. If you feel like running, run. Yeah. Just get through the race. You know, whatever goal, the goal that you set for yourself is the goal that you should live by. Right? So right. if you're if your goal is to finish in X time, finish in that time. Make sure you put in the work, put in everything you need to do to finish in that time. If your goal is to just finish, then finish. I tell all my uh, my triathletes who don't know how to swim, your number one goal is to get out of the water. <laughs> don't drown. I mean, yeah. don't drown. I mean, yeah. yeah. I that's that's, that's right? your number yeah. one goal. They're not gonna, you're not gonna get a, they're not gonna give you anything for that, you right? Can't, mm. You can't do any other parts of the race unless you get out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> that's, they may stop the race if you don't get out of the water. Right, absolutely. <laughs> I saw last night you had a you do speed workouts. You oh, had yeah. guys doing speed workouts. Yes. So yes. How does that incorporate with what the capital steps and all that? Uh so that's uh so Yes. Yeah, so some of the folks that do the speed workouts are part of my triathlon group. And so we're trying to get them to run faster and, and be more efficient with their running. So the only way that I know how to do that is through speed work. And so that gets you faster, whether you're doing quarter mile repeats, half mile repeats, or just mile repeats with certain amount of rest in between. There are studies that show that that makes you a faster runner. That's crazy. So yeah. the capital steps again. Oh yeah. Do people go, walk by and see this this throng of people <laughs> like, hey, I want to do that. I would oh, think yeah. someone joined that way. Yeah, absolutely. So at least two or three people every session, they'll walk by and they'll say, Hey, what is that? How can I be a part of that? And I'll say, Hey, you could either, you know, on Instagram or I could take your email address and add you to the list, to our mailing list. And they do it. Crazy. Right there on the spot. All right. Now I got to ring this up, Greg. The first time I met James, uh, we <laughs> talked about it, it was November of 2012 during a Tennessee Vanderbilt football game. James was on the field. And I'm wondering, we start talking with mutual friends. And uh, he said, I'm down here to throw a football. And I'm like, hey, I'll throw a football with you. I thought that's what he was doing. But you had to do a thing at the beginning of the yeah. fourth quarter, I think it yeah, was. Yep. They pulled a football uh, car on the field. Yes. And were you 10, 15 yards? 10, I think I was uh, 10 or 15 yards away. So you were just won this randomly? or Well, I was uh, I was out there tailgating. And they uh, the, a couple of the cheerleaders had come up to some friends of mine and were like, hey, we want you to throw this football just for a prize. You can win $1,000 from, from yeah. Beeman, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, my friends were like, no. But I have I got the guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so they got me involved. I went down on the field and um man, I had to make five throws right. in thirty seconds. In front of forty thousand people. In front of forty thousand people. I did it. I think there's foot video footage of that oh, somewhere. There is. I think I still have it. I mean, they're all Tennessee fans, but it's still there. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we won that year, by That's the way. A, you did, 2012. <laughs> but I remember you went on there. It's like, oh, he made the first one. He made this, and it's like, oh, he's actually going to do this. I yeah. mean, it was perfection. Oh, uh, way too kind. Yeah, I was excited. You know, I think I did a turf angel. Did you? Yeah. Oh, the crowd, even the UT fans were applauding for doing yeah. that. But now your buddies who recommended you, they want a little something back, right? Well, uh, 
pick up the tab later. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh-huh. I took care of them later. Yeah. <laughs> James, how many bow ties do you have? I'm looking at the. Oh, the I like this one on your website here. Oh, that's a pretty you. sharp one, oh, right yeah, there. That's the purple one. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, yeah how yeah. many? How many do you have? Gosh, I probably would say um, maybe twenty. Twenty bow ties. Yeah. When did you start wearing a bow tie? So. Ironically enough, a, a podcast just like this for a friend of mine I went to uh, to college with, and I was doing an employment law sem- seminar for him, and he said, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna send you a gift." I said, "Okay, thanks, Beezer. You know, just send me a gift, Beezer Han, by the way." And so he sent me a bow tie. I said, man, I don't know how to tie a bow tie. <laughs> so he said, oh, just YouTube it. You'll be okay. Thank you. And so, <laughs> and so next thing you know, I get on YouTube on how to tie a bow tie in a minute and did it like three times and now I'm hooked. And now an expert like that. Expert. Oh, By yeah. the way, that podcast, I'm sure, was not off the rails like this one. We've got to send James something. What can we send him besides our resumes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the cases pending against us. <laughs> I'm happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> For a fee and pro yeah, There you go. I just need one for a retainer. I just need one on retainer. I got you. Okay. I got you. I got to think a lot of your law school mates to not go into labor law. Because it, it doesn't, I mean, no, if it, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like, man, that's sexy and that's really inter, yeah. you know, exciting. Because is it? Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, I do have a significant fair amount of my my law school classmates that are practicing labor and employment law. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially when you talk about traditional labor. Now, traditional labor, no, where you're actually dealing with unions and you've got to sit across the table from a union steward or a union rep or a union president and you have to negotiate a collective bargaining agreement. I mean, those could be really uh, <laughs> contentious. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of my classmates are, are doing labor and employment work, and it's one of the largest sections in, in my law firm. How easy or difficult has it been the last three to four years? I mean, with all the changes and things that are going on, you know, the great resignation of 2020, people leaving their jobs. I mean, is it just always (laughs) changing? Yes. Yes. It's always changing. So I tell people the great go, the great going out and the great coming back in. So you had companies in 2020 when you had the pandemic just getting started. They're like, okay, I want to lay off all these people. What do I need to do? Hey, I'm your guy. I can help you out. We can figure out a process, a program that's legally correct that you can do. And so now, two years later, hey, I want to bring all my employees back. So there's a process (laughs) that you can do to legally bring them back and advise them on that. So it's been great. I've had, I literally have had since... Um, 2019 was a great year. 2020 was a better year. And 2021 was probably my best year. And 2022 is shaping up to be even better than that. Wow. It's phenomenal. I'm, I'm phenomenally and humbly blessed. Have you had chances to leave Nashville? I have. Turned it down. I'll turn it down every time. Why? Uh, I love Nashville. I love the people. I mean, ever since I've been here, Nashville has been so good to me. And so it it really makes me want to give back. That's my fuel for giving back is because Nashville has been really good to me. And the people here from, from all walks of life that I meet, I mean, look at this. We're in the Omni. Five years ago, this wasn't here. Or the how parking long lot. It, been here? it was a parking lot. It was a parking yeah, lot. Ten years back. Yeah. Yeah, ten years ago, it was a parking yeah. lot. I mean, most of downtown was a parking lot 15 years ago. I mean, if you had You bought, know where the Music City Center is? You, yeah. That was, you would park there to go into the new Bridgestone Arena, whatever it was called at the time. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. It was a parking lot. So Nashville's been very good. Where do you see yourself five years? 
five years, I see myself um, <clears throat> still giving back to the community, um, still working with various leaders to figure out how to make Nashville a better place. I want to read some. Go ahead, Jim. No, I can say yeah. politics. You stay out of it. You want to get into it. I vote for you today, brother. Whatever you want to do, I'm, I'll back you 100. percent Whatever you want to do, hey, I, it's so polarizing right, right now. If you could declare it one way or the other, there, there you ought to be going. Yeah, it's all controlled by the fringes. Yeah, I, I, I like moderates. Uh, I want to read this. I want to circle back around. You know, because you said your mom was a teacher. Yes. Your, your father, a famous attorney, oh, uh, and, and and just growing up with that. Uh, this is from your bio and your uh, company. Your firm's website, one of the uh, proudest moments in his life was accepting the National Bar Association's induction of his father into its Hall of Fame posthumously. Yeah. Wow, that must have been something. Man, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, we had gone down the year before he passed, so that had been 2003, and we thought that he was going to get the award then. There was a mix-up. Um, he ended up getting the award the next year, but he... He passed. So I'm sorry. It was 2004. But the topest we honor uh, yes. in your profession yeah, top in, honor in, in, in the, the United National, States. Yes. Yeah. For the National Bar Association. Yes. And it was just phenomenal. The the amount of emotions that I had in receiving that award in 05 after he had passed in 04. It was great. What was great. part of him do you see in you now as you approach 50 years old? <laughs> July July fifth for those scoring at home. We all get there. We thanks get guys. There. Thanks guys. <laughs> AARP's knocking. Hey, they've already knocked. <laughs> they started knocking in the late thirties because you know they come at you in the forties. Right. <laughs> oh man, five years from now, I see myself um, still working with the great group of clients that I have, uh, Spencer Fain, um, still work doing the Capital Steps workout, still helping triathletes, still giving myself back to the community and through various nonprofits, um, hopefully serving on uh, some additional uh, for-profit boards and just continuing the great life that Nashville has afforded me by giving back to the community. Do you take work home with you or are you able to separate everything? Nah, there's no separation. <laughs> there's no separation. I mean, I, I walked through the Omni uh, when I was uh, at ballet and somebody said, hey, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a lawyer. They said, man, I need your card. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's no separation. There's no separation. Uh, Joe, as long as you're still out there, there's business for attorneys. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll constantly, because of Instagram, I'll get texts. I'll get uh, the direct messages that say, hey, look, I, I want to come do your workout. Or, hey, uh, will you train me to do a triathlon? So there's constant work. It's just a different segment. And I love it all. It's all uh, my passion. Uh, just look at you. I mean, from not being able to swim, not being able to run to, but you're the example of what happens when somebody gets off their butt and oh. makes it happen. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. I mean, it's, it's been a journey and there've been some bumps in the road, especially with swimming, but you know, you, you have a great, first of all, you have to have the mindset that I'm going to do this no matter what. Yeah. And then you surround yourself with supporters and there are going to be some naysayers too. But you let those naysayers fuel your passion. Don't listen to them. You let them fuel your passion. How many people, that's a great lead in, how many people told you you couldn't, uh, you don't do that, Ironman, you can't do that. And, uh, you can't right? swim. Can't, can't swim? I'd say 90, 95%. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> think about it. I couldn't swim. I could I could barely get across the pool. I think uh, when I got in the water and 
January of 2015, less than five months before the race, I'm <laughs> swimming to the other side. I get halfway and I start gasping for air and I'm holding on to the uh, to the lane line. And I could just imagine people, if they saw that, I mean, didn't have all the uh, video technology that we do now, but I would have been a YouTube sensation. <laughs> Internet, <laughs> I'd have gone viral. Like, yeah, this guy's really going to swim. He's got to do it. One thing, and I go through all of the bullet points here, but the one thing that really stands out from 2007 to the present time, uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Middle Tennessee, former president of its board of directors, yeah. and for 15 years now in the leadership capacity view in for that for their organization. Yeah, so I was a part of that organization for for a very long time. Um, Lowell Perry and others were when he was CEO, and then uh, the subsequent CEO, and then other folks. It was just a great it was a great time, and we served so many great kids in the community to give them a better life. Right. We need it now more than ever, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. And and now I've I've rolled off of that board several years back and trying to do the same thing with the Boys and Girls Club. Did you go see Smokey? Smokey. Robinson? Oh, I did not. I did not. I had a conflict. But yeah, was it two weeks ago? I think he yeah, was in town. I was yeah, like, man, that's yeah. what a... What oh, a, man. We were ex really excited to get Smokey Robinson. And I, he raised over 500000 if yes, I remember correctly. That is correct. That so, is correct. again, for you to give him back, and uh, things you don't have to do and you do, because somewhere out there, a little boy or girl is going to look up to you and say... Oh, yeah. This guy spent time with me. I mean, think about it. I mean, you've done so many great things for the community and in your profession. At some point, you had somebody when you were growing up said, you know what? I want to be like him or her. And yeah. you did that. You know what's weird about that is not to make, make it about myself, but I will. We uh, usually do. <laughs> I, I showed a dog that needed adopted, and this family adopted this dog. And mm -hmm. 10 years later, they said, we saw the dog on TV. You were, we were promoting the dog. We adopted it, and it changed our lives. Wow. And I was like, gosh, Almighty. I mean, you, it yeah. hits you, right? And that was yeah. just a dog I helped out. You're giving time, blood, sweat, and tears and everything for all that. So it hits you in a different way, I think. Yeah. yeah, I can see that for sure. But you never know the impact that you have on somebody's life. Even if you just see them for just a moment, you have a casual conversation with them. You know, I think about um, the conversation that I had with my pastor, uh, Bishop Walker, when we were, when we, and I tell this all the time, when we were at, um, uh, the car wash uh, on West End years, years ago, and I hadn't been to church in a while. And he, you know, he and I had a really good conversation there. We've been friends at Vanderbilt or whatever. And, you know, he got me to start going back to church on a regular basis. And it was just a fleeting comment that he made. And I won't share it, but a fleeting comment that he made. Enough that got you back in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, Can you write and, it down and for us? And, <laughs> well, and, I mean, he and led a $17 you know, million dollar facility upgrade, yeah, yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. He basically said, you know, if you, you know, I was having some issues with, with uh, the church or what have you. He said, hey, if you find a perfect church, you know, don't join it because you're going to mess it up. And so <laughs> then we started talking about all the other stuff wow. and, you know, different things and about um, some stuff that I was going through. And he said, hey, just keep pushing through. You know, dogs don't. Dogs don't bark at parked cars. So, you know, just just really good conversation, Man. really good counseling. And, you know, I'm forever and eternally grateful for Bishop Walker. Fantastic. James, thank you. Uh, everything hey. we could go on for days and days with, <laughs> you, uh, with everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Did you uh, go up a Louisville Cardinal fan? You know, man, I was hoping I was going to get out of here without that. 
<laughs> so Kentucky Wildcats. So I, I uh, man, I'm all my friends at home. They they give me grief for this because I am because of how my father helped uh, University of Louisville and University of Kentucky. I split my allegiance. Oh, you can't do I, that. I cheer for Kentucky basketball and for Louisville football. He can do whatever he wants. But, but, yeah, but, that's right. But Vanderbilt trumps everything. Oh, there you go. Go doors. <laughs> anchor, go doors. anchor down. Yeah. There you go. Uh, thanks, my man. You're hey, a good man. Thank you for all you're doing. Joe, thank you guys. Thank sure. you all so much. You guys are great. I really appreciate what you guys are doing for the community and highlighting people and humbled and honored to be a part of it. Thank you. That's James Crumlin and the official 615 podcast. And Greg, nothing to add to that. Just what a yeah. fantastic well, Once man. again, thanks to everybody here at Omni Nashville Hotel, Music City, Todd Rotermel, the great staff here at Kitchen Notes for having us. Yes. What's again here we you know right out here on the corner of uh fourth and uh whatever that is yeah some street out there <laughs> right, thanks, Korean veterans, Korean veterans thank you <laughs> have a great week we'll see you next week